What's up, you guys? This is Sarah Grace. My father and myself really appreciate you all for tuning in with us each and every week. We pray that you are truly being blessed by this show, and we want to encourage you to continue to like, share with everyone you know, and subscribe to this channel. You may also follow us on Facebook and on Instagram at My Father and Me Podcast, where you may click on a link to submit your questions and your comments, or just give us your feedback. Once again, we thank you all, and we pray that you are being blessed. Hello and welcome. You are tuned in to My Father and Me. This is Sarah Grace, and I am back with my father, Bishop Wesley Bell. Good day, everyone. How's everyone? Um, I'm doing well. <laughs> so, uh, last week I was solo, and I wanted to get into some other things steering from what I had started, but we're going to start off with a prayer today. Father God, we praise you, we worship you, we honor you, and we glorify you. We glorify you above any other name. You are powerful, you are omniscient, and we acknowledge that. We acknowledge that you are all that we need. And right now we ask that we feel your presence right now in the midst of this conversation that we will have today. We ask that you Give us a revelatory knowledge of your your truth, the spirit of truth, Father God, that is that is representative of, of you and your glory and your grace for us. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your kindness. We ask that you settle in our hearts today. You can settle here, Father God, in us and, and find your place with us today. As we are going into these conversations, we ask that you bless the ears that are here. We ask that you open up their minds and their spirits to receive what it is that you have for them in this lifetime. In Jesus' name, we praise you and we love you. Amen. Amen. Uh, so, like I said, I was solo. I was led to um, last week be on my own a little bit because of me going into a um well just me being pensive about a lot of things i always always tend to go into deep thought and i want always to seek god before i go into um teaching or discussing or sharing you know anything so um you say you listened a little bit i don't know how much you listened to but uh, it was steering from what we had started on a little bit from the ending, and I told you why that was uh, a huge topic or something that would require time and, and us to kind of dig into from when we were together with Jock mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. previously, and we got into uh, the kingdom of God. What that represents, what that means. And I was like, before we even get into that, we're, as, as a nation, because we reside in the United States, for those who are listening, um, we've been going through uh, quite a bit through this, uh, <laughs> through this uh, whole political 
situation we've been in. Yes. Not, I'm not trying to make this about politics. Usually, though, I, I actually steer clear from talking about a lot of politics because of what it does. Mm-hmm. But when I think about it and when I did dug deep into just listening to a whole bunch of different points of views and listening to how divided we are, one thing that talking about politics does is bring us back to the things of God, though. Hey, Amen. He, he I mean, keeps it's... bringing us back to it. <laughs> so it's still something that we must talk about. Um, it is all-inclusive. God is all things. We can't exempt him from relational or personal or anything. we got to include him in all aspects of life. Right. So that is where we are in the conversation. We are essentially always talking about where we come into um, the knowledge of him in every subject matter. But it seems um, in this case, we've been more divided uh, on a lot of issues. And what I wanted to address was our mindset on the issues that we have. Because the issues that everyone has presented, they are completely valid. You're valid in your feelings. You're valid in in, um, how you feel about what is going on. But the question, the biggest question is, in what way is it valid? Wow. Is it valid just because it is your feelings and you want to own your feelings? Or is it valid because it is an actual issue that needs to be addressed? And the only way that it can be addressed is in the spirit, in what God teaches, in the gospel, in the representation of Jesus Christ. Okay. So as Christians, because this is where we are on the scale of, uh, well, we can name it Democratic versus Republican. Because that's what we've been yeah. We're both, we're talking about two different types of Christians. And it's like, why are we talking about two Christianity shouldn't be divided. If we yeah, I heard that. the mindset of mm. Jesus Christ, where are we at in the, in the thought process on how to love one another as we go through our differences? You know? Yeah, this, is, that's, this is definitely a touchy subject yeah. uh, when it comes to the hearts and minds of the people of the nation that's not under a monarchy, which is kingdom thinking and kingdom principles. Mm-hmm. But it is a type of kingdom, or it's called a nation. God yeah. calls it nation. There is a certain thing as nation, and so the United States is a nation. Under God is what the Constitution, I think, speaks of. One nation, under God, indivisible, with and, liberty and, and justice for all. Yeah. That's the... the, the, the <laughs> The idea. The, the, yeah, the, 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 the pledge allegiance and right. all that, you know. We're supposed to be unified. We're supposed to be united. But we're and we're supposed to be under God. But under then God. we have a nation that believes in the religious. Freedom of religion. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, then how do we tend to want to dictate mm-hmm. uh, this process of religious behavior that we want to impress upon everyone to be a Christian or Christ-like, 
I hope that's what that most people's definition truly is supposed to be, is being Christ-like, being, being like the son of the living God, Jesus, as Paul, uh, Peter said to Jesus when he asked him whom did he think he was, and he said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And he revealed that to Peter at that moment and said, flesh and blood did not reveal that to you, but it's my father which is in heaven that revealed that to you, which meaning by his spirit that he revealed it. Mm -hmm. So after he spoke that, he spoke candidly and specifically to Peter that now he was at that time not necessarily being addressed as much of being called Peter as he was Simon. You know, Simon Bon Jonah, uh, Simon son of Jonah. That's what that meant. Thou art Simon Bo Jonah, thou art now thou art Peter, Simon Bo Jonah, and upon that rock, and he named him Peter because the transition to he had moved into a place of growth to understand that he would be establishing the first stone that would be added to the revelatory knowledge that Christ was the lively stone or, or the chief cornerstone. So mm -hmm. adding to the building, and he said, upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. But what we have to understand is when Jesus began his ministry, he spoke of that the kingdom of God is at, is at hand. Mm -hmm. The kingdom of God now has been brought before your very eyes through him. He was bringing the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven on earth as it is. A kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. That's, so that's, like that's the whole saying. kingdom is inclusive of all things being in the kingdom of heaven. So I mean kingdom of God. Debate right now, um, or we don't doubt anyways in this moment, is we have all been called into a newness of life. Whether you want to believe in there's a God that's doing it or not, mm -hmm. you can still admit that we have all been called into this new way of living in which Jesus came to expose us to the first time. Yeah, well, that's, that's provided that you have received him as the Christ, exactly. the son of the right. living God, um, because there are some that still in different faiths are struggling with making a resolution that that faith that they started with truly is leading them to Christ. Everybody tends to know that there is a God, but the fact of the Christ is right. a lot of times the struggle, struggle, which is the son of the living God, which I believe hidden inside the mystery of the scripture of what God was saying to, through Peter to Jesus 
that thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And when Jesus said, thou art Peter, he was telling him, now you are also a son of the living God. And which you were son of Jonah, but you now are a son of the living God, which is Peter. You were Simon in the son of, the, of Jonah, but you were Peter in the son of the living God. Y'all see what I'm saying here? So he recognizes that in order to come into the fold of receiving Christ, only then do you become the son of the living God. Because the very idea of Jesus the Christ is in the triune God or the it's really not a triune, but it is to God in three persons, which is God himself, the Father, God himself, the Spirit, and God himself, the Son. We just all happen to share the position of sonship with Jesus. That's why he calls him the firstborn among many brethren. But our issue is we still struggling with being brothers with Christ, and through that we are struggling with being brothers with one another. And that's the kingdom. That's what it looks like. It's like a family, a household of faith. And it's a dangerous thing to, to think that a government, as we were supposed, takes precedent or takes authority over the authority of God that he has placed in the power of the very nature and idea of, hear what I'm going to say, family. When he speaks of the nature of <clears throat> his relationship with Abraham, and he said you'll be father of many nations, the nations he was talking about were the sons and the generations of sons born through the lineage of Abraham. And what he is saying in that process is that all of those sons have the first dibs on becoming the sons of the living God. I know we don't want to hear that, but it's the truth. They got the first dibs on it, but they didn't have the exclusive dibs on it. That's what he kept enforcing them to understand and implying for them to understand that's one of the reasons they had to wind up going to Egypt and captivity through the son Jacob which was Israel and they wound up in captivity because they were trying to haul all the blessing to themselves set around as though like a lot of Christians do you know I'm saved you not I don't fool with you you stay over there I'm over here no, God didn't intend for us to do that because that's not bringing the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. The kingdom on earth as it is in heaven is a requirement to love your neighbor as yourself. This is strange in comparison to when we try to apply it inside a democracy when God is a monarchy, which is a family structure, 
There's the father, there's the mother, there's the children. Y'all see it? That's a family structure. And God is dealing with family and family structure. All of that is what um, I said in, in shorter phrases because I didn't make it a long uh, conversation or I was with myself. So Oh, I'm so you, so you say that I, what I even missed might have been some of this. Yeah, you, you're touching on it. So mm -hmm. that whole concept was uh, mm -hmm. for me to address the individual. And I was, I was basically saying um, last week <laughs> that we needed to come about this in a sense of humility, in a sense of self, before we can even grasp the concept of being a family, being united, because I see all the prayers. We want prayers of unity, change, and peace. We don't even know what that means within ourselves to obtain that. Well, look and at that's a, why I was encouraging those now mm -hmm. to go about it in a way of studying God's word. Um, there was something that was said this week that really checked me on it, too. Because I listened to Dr. Darius, and he had stated, God doesn't need to give us a rhema where he has already given us logos. Which is? Which is, I will break that down. Rhema word is the word that we receive. It is, all of this is word from God, okay? Rhema is what we receive in Revelation. Hmm. The Logos is the word that we actually read. This hmm. is through the Bible. Okay. He's given us instruction on obtaining peace, unity, change, transformation. Are we following those instructions? Hmm. And it's not to say he won't give you a rhema. He won't give you revelatory word on how to do things. But are you active in the faith that you believe in? Of course, that was directed towards Christians. For those of you who are not, it's still the same concept. Where are you at in your spiritual journey, the discovery of yourself? That will always bring you to God. That will bring you to the, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And understanding that that core value of, is that core characteristic of him is love. And we can't do this without it. We can't just ask for it or demand it. And what I mean by it, let me go ahead and say, we can't ask for a change out of someone. We can't demand. Um, we're asking for justice. We're asking for peace. But where are we at in obtaining it? For ourselves before we are pushing the concept of requiring it from other people are we giving it before we asking to receive it like we if we're all in this thinking on the same level which I don't want to argue that's about. the that's the issue though <laughs> are we in this thinking on the same level doesn't matter whether you're a Democrat or a Republican are we all thinking this in the sense of we got to live with one another? Well, the, I think the issue still relies on something that I heard you say a moment ago. And and it's not ill intent, and I don't believe it is, where we say we study the word of God. I think people mix up studying scripture with studying the word of God. Mm -hmm. studying is a requirement 
that God gives you from straight out his mouth. He tells you to study. It's in the scriptures to confirm that. He says, study to show yourself approved, a workman who need not to be ashamed to rightly divide the word of truth. That means don't limit your studies to just the biblical scriptures. Right. Study everything. Yes, because God created everything. And we don't like to talk about the knowledge that we lack of other people's cultures and religious upbringing. But the ignorance of it is not going to bring us to a place of being able to talk with them. I think if we will humble ourselves enough to listen or study what they study, to learn what they learn, to know what they know, right. without fear of separating oh, yourself from like, God. Right, feeling like you're going to be conformed to another God or <clears throat> Amen. So, and, they, and vice versa, they should do the same. Right. This is what we are asking for when we say freedom of religion. Exactly. But we don't know how to apply it, what it looks like. We want freedom of religion. Our issue has never been that we didn't want freedom of religion. It was the understanding of how, what does that look like right. when, it, when it manifests. What and it, what, what we are into mean? right now, and this is what I wanted to bring out, what we're into right now is we are witnessing in this country, the U.S. of A. is what it looks like at this young time frame or the few hundred years that we've been in existence. Y'all see what I'm saying? And it's the youngest country, government-wise, Almost in the world. Almost. As far as of this size, anyway. Yes, of this size, anyway. Because there are many that's been established through our influence and help that's started since then. But because of us, and that's why we tend to lead the world on, and I think the intent of God was to bring us to a place in the world. Well, I'm talking about what the world says, that the the, the United States is looked at as the light that sitteth on the hill. Mm -hmm. And God responds to that. And we have an awesome responsibility to uphold that properly. And I think that's what they're talking about when they say make America great again. So the intent and the mindset is in good, good thought. Right. Everybody is not about being bringing it back to racism because they say make America great again. What they're saying is bring it back on track to where we were with not allowing the sins of our community to override the godliness of our intent. But I guess the, pro- yep. the other side of that is what, what you're saying. Should we overlook the sin since we're doing that? Well, we it, that's, that sounds sin. good that we shouldn't if you just want to use language. But Scripture says 
Love covers a multitude of sin or fault. So if nothing else, we want to cover it with some love. We want to be considerate of our brethren because we are our brother's keeper, even those who have yet to become our brothers because even them God required of us. If those who persecuted us, who called us all manner of evil, who treated us bad, he says, do what with them? If they hunger, feed them. If they're thirsty, give them something to drink. In so doing, it's like heaping coals of fire upon their head. In other words, if you love them, show them the same consideration for them to exist along and around you and with you, regardless of their crazy behavior, but to let them know there is a limit to what you can put up with when it comes down to coming into your place of peace. Because we all are seeking that place of peace. Our, our whole idea is a sense of whole, wholeness. So it's not that we're overlooking the details, but if we're focused on that goal, then sin becomes irrelevant. Racism becomes irrelevant. Because we're all focused well, now just, on accomplishing being whole. Well, let's say it like this, for instance. Let's say it like this, for instance. If it was the method of God to shut down the sin in the tracks, in his tracks, the way that we want to go about it. That's a difference. Yes, the way that we want to go about it, right? Then how come he didn't already do it? Mm-hmm. Because he's That's all power. He's all powerful. He's all knowing. He's all capable. And he needs not my help. He don't need yours. He don't need the federal government. He don't need any of our assistance. So if that's so, that's the way he intended for it to be, then why is it not already there? Because of what our our travail teaches us. Okay, explain yourself when you say that. What our sin and the results of sin, sin teach us is what he's been showing us in the formation of ourselves, bringing us into the kingdom of of him. What we would need to be in order to come into the kingdom of heaven, to the kingdom of God, and be like kingdom-minded, like him. Yes, yes, yes. That is very clear. using all things. That is the rich part of the conversation there to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like like that. that's That's why it would be... It would be an easy concept to just rid the world of all sin yeah, and yeah. be good. And there would be no no need for faith or no need for grace or no need for love. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it, it, it was really symbolized real good in that, that funny little uh, movie that Bruce Almighty. Those who might be aware of it. Uh, what was his name? Uh, that, Jim. Jim Morgan, Jim something. The one that did the play Bruce Almighty, uh, the comedian. He he, he played it. Oh, that Bruce, God and Bruce. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was Jim. Jim is. You know, y'all know who I'm talking about. I get it. I'll get it in my mind. But the God was played by uh, Morgan Freeman, and and he gave him the power to answer prayers. And what happened? He he told him. 
to answer prayers, and there was a stack of prayers he had done, hadn't answered, and God brought him back. You got a bunch of these prayers you need to answer. I'm thinking about the other one. Bruce Almighty was Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, yeah. Okay, why you act like I was I didn't right? hear you say it. I didn't hear you say Carrey. I, oh, okay, yeah. Jim Cannon, it, it's Carrey. some other one, yeah. Jim Carrey, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, because there was another one, and I was like, oh, are you talking about, and then I was like, no. That, was yeah, you didn't finish saying it. Yeah, yeah, you talking about uh, Evan something. You talking about when he became uh, Moses and built the ark thing. Yeah, you talking about that one. That, that was uh, the other cat. That mm -hmm. uh, was something else altogether different. Yeah. But this was Bruce Almighty. He answered everybody's prayer, and, and folks were winning the lottery, you know, and and all, ain't no way in the world that many numbers came out winning the lottery. All that kind of stuff. He just, ate, yes, 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 everybody. Everybody got, like, change, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everybody won, but they had to split it. <laughs> it was wild. It was wild. Uh, what happened was really wild. It was, it, even that alone was hilarious. And so, so it is, what he's saying is, is that, People can ask for some stuff, and this is what, you know, you heard me talk about the predestined part, how people look at predestination as if God has just planned it all out perfectly uh, without your participation. Right. It, it is planned out. God knows your participation that individually, but it requires your participation. That's why what you have is what we have. Because we all get the same opportunity to truly become sons of God. So first. In the kingdom principles. First, we are not God. So if he was to do that, we wouldn't understand why he did, why he would do it that way. Why would he, for all those who ask him, why doesn't God just erase all of evil since he's so good? If he did that, we wouldn't understand why he did that. And the whole concept of it is for us to understand his order. We have to participate because we have to come to the knowledge of understanding how this works. Right. Not we just, just not just the, not just what we did when we disobeyed him in the garden, so to speak, as the mm -hmm. first example of, of the initial start of eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But just not just knowing good and evil and just following good, but understanding through the concept of why wherever good is, evil is always present. Right. He always wanted us to know that. It, yes. Yes. And so even then, that's the knowledge that we have to which, for which ourselves. Went, Right. Which he has to face all the time himself. Otherwise, he can make a choice to do the wrong thing or the right thing. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance, but you never heard that God said he didn't ever repent. God repented what he did to mankind when he killed all of them at once. Remember. Yes, because that was his mindset. Yes. Like, how are my children going to learn if I keep trying to <laughs> save them from this? They're going to have to learn eventually. So that was a process that he gave you a face-to-face -face opportunity to learn. We need to learn today. <laughs> right. You know? 
I mean, just think about the life that we would live if God did that every time, though. That's not a life at all. We would just keep messing it back up, and you keep fixing it, and then it's, what are we doing, though? In essence, what are, so, are we growing? We wouldn't even have half the stuff that we have invented if that took place. We so he just chose. So he just chose for us to just get the clue that he is not mocked. From this point on, whatever you sow, so, that you shall you also reap. In other words, you were doing that anyway. This is what he started and off in the very beginning with. But he himself had his patience had drawn through in during Noah's time. He was just through with, through with. I was through with, fed up with, had him never rained before at all. It was almost like there was a time where he just cried. And just imagine God's tears. For 40 days. For 40 days and 40 nights, he cried and did without man. Put him in a little ball on a bubble or no off. I still do imagine God <laughs> long suffering. Imagine God going through mm -hmm. the process of long suffering. That'll, yeah. That'll he ain't never asked you to do nothing he didn't do himself. He never asked. Yes. Yeah, I raised my kids, and Grace can tell you, I raised them. I never asked them to do anything I wouldn't do. I do the same with mine. So, and I know. do it just to make sure they know. Mm -hmm. I, I will do it first. Before yeah. you even do it Usually while I'm happens. talking to them about teaching it to them, I'm doing it right then. Mm -hmm. I require the same of them that I require myself. <laughs> and that's what it means when it says love your neighbor as yourself. I believe that with all my heart. But I notice that he says to love your neighbor, love your Lord, the God, thy God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul. So I'm inclined to believe that if you would give God his real due, that you know that he is, and you seek him based on that way first, that he is, and he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him, then you will find him in scripture. Then you will find him in, in mankind. You will find him in our faults and in our ups and our downs and our ins and our outs. You'll find him there to help us to understand why those things happen and why not that we should continue in those things that are not good for us. That's what Paul was saying when he said, all things are lawful, but not expedient. All things are lawful, but everything don't edify you. Mm -hmm. That's what we found out in this U.S. government. Everything can be lawful, but does it edify us? Does it build us up? And I think that's our, that's our debate as Christians on whether we pick the Democrats or the Republicans. Because everything can be lawful, but is it something that will build us up? And sometimes we have to pick our poison, as we would say. But I think it's picking who you would tend to. Because I don't see neither one of them, neither party, having all the exclusive rights on, on what God's saying. I mean, well, Jesus had a clear understanding that God had all the rights to, mm -hmm. to doing what was right. Even he had the sense to say right. that none good but the Father. Even he, 
himself, right? Had the sense to say, yes. And he would tell people, I don't know the hour of the time. I don't know the moment of of the situation. I don't even know what I'm going to do tomorrow because tomorrow takes care of itself. That's what we were discussing the last time you talked about when Jock and I were online with you. And those things are important. But if you notice, we talked about, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all the other stuff will be added. Y'all want to see the change and the transformation of this, this, this USA to become the one nation under God? Then stop fighting the kingdom, the kingdom principle of it. Because in actuality, we don't need a formality government. We just need to behave as individuals, servants unto God, governing our own selves first and foremost of all in a holy and righteous way through God and doing it unto one another as we would have it done unto ourselves. And I find that in that, we will find ourselves being blessed beyond measure, growing beyond comprehension, being fruitful as God said he has charged us to in the kingdom of God and multiplying, then I don't think we'll need to be arguing about Roe versus Wade or any type thing that we argue about all the time because we're trying to make these laws so rigid because man keeps sinning and has the laws made him stop? No, the laws only brings it to his attention. But it's by grace that you get saved through faith. It's the gift of God. So if we can pass that on and we can begin to let his kingdom come, his will be done in earth, in our mortal bodies first, then and only then will we probably be able to see it in the rest of the earth. I think we'll begin to see it more as we be not conform ourselves to this world, but being transformed by the renewing of our own minds, that we'll be able to prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. And then we'll be no more children tossed to and fro by all kind of doctrine and cunning craftiness of man, which by they lie, literally tell lies. This is what we're seeing on the, in this U.S. of A. Literally telling lies in hope that they can deceive us. And that happening on both parties. I don't care what one party say against the other. I've seen it on both parties to where you don't know who to trust. And that's not new. That's been on this earth ever since the earth been in existence. But what we want to do is let old things pass away. Let behold all things become new. Meaning, let's turn this around. Let his kingdom come, his will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And that's a kingdom of love, a kingdom of peace, a kingdom of joy, a kingdom of righteousness, a kingdom of holiness. Oh, man, it's just so much peace and so much love. It's so much stuff. Ooh, freedom. Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? 
<laughs> yeah, that song. That song we used to sing. Yeah, yeah. Come on, everybody. Yeah. That's joy in the kingdom. That's righteousness in the kingdom. That's peace. Peace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. My kids had the opportunity to be a part of uh, uh, us starting out. We were, my wife and I were strong in the praise and worship leadership of most ministries that we were ever involved in and we we led a lot of praise and worship and those were some of the songs that we were saying uh, um, the joy in the kingdom and righteousness in the kingdom you know and peace in the kingdom and all that is important saints I'm telling you I encourage you to um, you know invite others to listen to the podcast and and if if it blesses your heart, let us know. If it stirs your spirit to want to participate, let us know. Because this is open forum for us. We really not against. Well, at least in my spirit, I feel that you know, there's an opportunity where you know you will be able to share what you want to say or what you think. But you got to do it first in the process of what is set up as far as, you know, let us know. And I think if you uh, sign on to the podcast, you will see that. I encourage you, saints. I encourage you, others that are listening, that may, because you'll be surprised how many grace that are hearing this podcast that, don't necessarily proclaim that they're Christians or uh, proclaim that they are whatever, you know. And and I don't want them to feel as though they can't talk. They can't say who they are and what they're about, you know, because that's part of having a personal relationship with God, you know. If you can have a personal relationship with God, surely you can have a personal relationship with his son or his daughter. Yeah. Yeah, you can have a relationship with me because I don't, I don't run no one away. I uh, encourage you to come in uh, if you. I, I don't feel threatened. Well, I'm not one of those Christians who feel threatened by what you believe or what you don't believe. <laughs> you, you're not gonna uh, rock or shake or turn upside down my world or. or Flip, uh, take my freedom from me, but I'm not gonna allow you to force it upon me what you believe. I'm not gonna try to force upon you what I believe. I just want you to understand that that this is what we all seek after. I believe because I think that's what is innate in our very spirit is seeking our rightful place with where we come from and where we're going, yes. and that is with God. Well, we all have a sense of belonging. And we need to know what it is. That's what it is. We need to know what it looks like. That's what I'm trying to encourage you to understand. That's what we, and that's what I believe Grace's intent on what God has given her, uh, my father and me, relationship about because it's the family of God. Remember I talked to you about the kingdom of God. It's It's the family of God. That's what it is. So uh, it's not rocket science. It's not 
uh, United Kingdom thinking. It's not the Spanish kingdom thinking. It's not the, y'all, you see what I'm saying? Not the French uh, kingdom thinking, you know. Uh, uh, it's even, it's not even the Camelot per se thinking. It's better than all of that. I don't think mankind has a picture of it. Because if they did, we've had more families existing instead of all these broken families. Mm. See, because family is the key to the kingdom of God. And I think you'll find if you get family in order, you'll understand more about how to behave amongst each other and around each other in this life. There is no true, solid government on the face of this earth that's in existence. And most of that is because this, the government is the very reflection of the families that are inside of that community. Without solid families, that community will fall apart. If you don't believe I'm telling the truth, just study it. Study that. Analyze that Pacific way of looking at it. That family breakdown is the problem across the whole world. The family problems are the same problems we tend to have in government. And if we can clean up the family problems and clear up the family problems, then it won't spill over into the government, which is government is, is the community working together with families other than themselves. In other words, families working with another family, family working with another family, family working with another family. But it's because you have so much crap and so much confusion going on inside of each family to they, they don't they don't they haven't cleared that up so they don't need to go out and try to save the whole world and lose their own family. Save the whole world, lose their own soul, so to speak. So it starts individually. Get yourself right with God as far as a relationship with him. And then you can do get your family right. Then you can get the world right or the community, so to speak. That's the process of kingdom of God. Maybe we'll get into the issues I was thinking about going into those specific yeah, topics of concern. This was kind of just an overview place. I, I believe addressing each and every one of those and just being open and honest about it so that we can we can heal. We can do the work. Yeah, yeah. I think dealing with this part is setting the groundwork for it, is it not? Yeah. Yeah, because I believe if we can hear this, then we won't get into the debate and the argument of yes. of what we tend to do that breaks family apart. Mm-hmm. See, the piece of what I'm set, sharing set now. The yeah. Have a focus so we can build on it. That's what. Because that's why I went to the place of where Christ was, mm-hmm. and the revelatory knowledge of it, because the very idea of the church is the same groundwork of what the kingdom of God looks like. The only one who can show what the kingdom of God looks like 
is the church. Mm. And if we still struggling with what the church really is rather than a building, then we're going to keep on struggling with the kingdom. Because only in the church can you learn what kingdom of God is. Let's go ahead and uh, pray, pray us on out. Oh, we thank you. We thank you for the words that have been brought forth. We thank you for everyone uh, who is listening in on today. We ask that you hear them, Father. Hear their questions. Answer them. Be with them. They are desperate for you in this time that we are in. And we know that you are answering every prayer. None is going unanswered. So reveal to them, even through these conversations, and inspire them. Father, to get into your word, study all things, has revelation of what it is that you want for them to understand in their life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.